Switch Cotton Radio is a platform created to serve and ignite the spark of creative minds and represents the unlimited possibilities, hosting individuals who are key in impacting the culture, leading the culture by the use of inclusive innovation and connecting all creative and cultural spectrums. Okay, hi everybody. So <laughs> today we have Zach Styles, aka that type guy, and we also have Quavius um, and Sabelo Zulu. He'll be jumping in now and then because if I don't introduce you, you'll want to say something, and then people will be like, "Who is this random guy speaking?" So we have Sabelo, and then we also have myself, Shiraz Mini. So today we're speaking to Zach. So we do have a blog just profiling you on the Switch Cotton website, but then from our last interview, um, we thought that it would make sense that we have a podcast with you because it was so informative and actually learning about your journey and learning that you are a person who reflects so much and we need that in our time. So can you just do a brief little introduction about yourself? Who are you and how did you come to be that type of guy? Cool. Well, first of all, I just obviously want to say it's really cool to be here and like to just give it to you guys. This is my first podcast ever, so I'm probably more excited for this than you guys are. Um, so yeah, I am a working graphic designer currently. Um, I also have my own freelance uh, brand called That Type Guy, where I mm. focus on hand lettering and genuinely just or generally just handcrafted illustration focused around typography and lettering so that's where the type comes in of that guy mm. kind of where that name came from was during my graphic design studies where i got my um, degree here in durban um I, I had a big focus and like quite an interest on typography even before i got into the lettering itself um to the point where people would just call me oh it's the Zach's that type guy if you want to go if you need anything about type or you want to know hey what font to use that kind of thing as much as I still feel like there are 14 million fonts and I know two of them um I still tend to be the still guy the stuff. <laughs> yeah, I still tend to be the guy people go to or went to um in my class when it, anything was type related yeah um so I just became that type guy and I remember we were sitting down um, my family and I around the Christmas table um after a few too many shots of caramel vodka to try and decide okay what should i call myself and it went from one thing to the other it was like styles type design and i thought that was so cool until mm. my mom just raised her hand uh, impolitely and said that that the acronym for that is std do you know oh that? my god uh, you don't want to be associated <laughs> with no, 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 no. so immediately that was out the window i even i think i even tried to fight for it going no no but it, like, that's not what it and it, it just it just know that, that there was too much laughter around the table for me to actually consider it anymore and then i was like wait a minute I, everyone keeps calling me that type guy so i'm just gonna mm. go with that and since i did i have not felt out of place at all mm. it, i've it's all it was almost like it was it was a little like net that i've just fell into and i'm more comfy than i've ever been yeah way better than std um but yeah so that was kind of that kind of came through mm. my studies but um yeah so i'm originally from pierre marisburg came down here to durban to um to study graphic design um i was interested in photography for a while being big on capturing moments and like I knew I was going to be in some kind of creative field. That yeah. And is that from, from family? Because I do recall that you do have 
um, within your family. You come from a very, very, you have a couple of creators, people that are in theater, people that are in sound. Mm -hmm. So is that, did that also influence where you are right now? Hugely. I mean, my, my mom is, um, she's currently a drama teacher, drama and technology teacher uh, at the school my sister goes to. Um, but before that, she was a theater manager cost and costume designer. Um, and th that's where she met my stepdad, who was a stage designer, lighting and audio technician at the same uh, theater. Uh, and my dad, he was, he was in promotions for mm. uh, a big corporate. Um, before that, he was, funnily enough, in the circus. He was a clown, so um, <laughs> that kind of clowning mm. around and just having a good time has kind of always been in me, um, or rather I could reflect quite a lot and understand a lot of it from him, yeah. uh, but even in the corporate lifestyle, he was jumping around and making noise, playing music, he's been a DJ all his life, mm. still tries to here and then, um, so the creative side of things, it, it was in every area of it my It was family. inevitable. And I think also. what was important about that wasn't so much that they led me to it yeah but rather that when i started to pursue it they supported my mm. my direction so they weren't like no you need to get a proper job in inverted commas mm. you need to be a doctor or you need to be yeah. an accountant or a lawyer or something follow that can the make family real business. money you know yeah. it's like no <laughs> do what you want man like if, if if it makes you happy then then do it and my, and my mom i still remember to this day she reflected uh uh something with me actually I think it was a few months after it happened and I now like I refer to it all it's all rather I remember it and I enjoy remembering it was that she told me one day that I came home from my first term at graphic design um my degree my first year um I came home from my first term and I was so excited mm. I mean I knew nothing at that point you know yeah. you think you know everything but you know nothing. And, <laughs> uh, and I thought I knew everything and I was having a good time. I was like, oh, check this out, check this out. This is so cool. And even though it was everything I was doing at that time was terrible, mm. th the fact that she could see the... Um, like the joy and yeah. the excitement. And you wanting to demonstrate exactly. and involve her also. Exactly that. Yeah. That I wanted to show it and share it and like, check this out, check this out. Mm. To say that that for her was the most important thing. Mm. And I now use that to go, yeah, actually I, I did enjoy that. And I had a really, really good time there. And I enjoyed learning. And um, especially in the design kind of world there, because um, design is a funny thing. You... you you don't realize how ingrained it is in everything until you actually look for it and then suddenly you can't unsee it. Yes. Um, so as soon as I got involved in that, I was just, oh, this is it, this is it for me. And my parents um, just supported me the entire time. And so I'm always grateful for that. Yeah, It's amazing. Yeah. Earlier on, you said you wanted to be a photographer. What made you choose design over photography at the first So chance? I originally got into photography because... Um, Actually, some, sometimes I remember one thing and then I remember another. So where it started with photography was well, well, is a little bit hazy for me, but I, I remembered that it was a creative outlet for me to, to like just enjoy taking photos. Like, oh, okay, when I'm here, let me, you know, I, I had I had an eye for it rather. So when I did take photos here and there, I was always told, hey, no, that's really cool. You should yeah. do more of this. And so I did. Um, and then I started getting into photography in my high school doing the sports shoots and uh, like all the first team games and mm -hmm. at that time there wasn't so much of a camera club or a photography club like there 
you know, they, they are a lot now. Um, and so in my final uh, matric year, uh, I did a lot of that and I thought, you know, this is pretty cool. I wonder if there's a career in this. And I went and looked around. I had some family who had gotten um, diplomas and certificates and stuff in photography because I couldn't find anywhere to get a degree. And, you know, there's the whole thing about, oh, no, you must get a degree yeah. because it's far more valuable than a diploma. And it's like, that's all, that's all yeah. bullshit. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's so contextual and it's so dependent on so many things that you don't actually control. Mm. Um, so I was like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find what I can and I'm going to check it out. Um, and... I looked around, found a place um, in Chuana University of Technology, so in Pretoria, um, that did a, I think it was a diploma in uh, photography, and I was like, cool, I've got a friend of mine who's going up to study at Tux, so we can, uh, like, co, like, mm. live, you can check it out, we can, you know, do that kind of cool budgeting vibe, um, and go check it out. I did, and I think it was like three weeks or two it was a very very short time mm. um, I mean we were there for like maybe two weeks before the thing actually started um, you know the whole registration and this that and the next so I got to explore the city a little bit um, and when I went to the campus I just felt out of place um, I, 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 there were just aspects of it I was like I wasn't comfortable I don't know if it was the area, it was so new. I mean, I knew KZN and I knew my family. And at that point, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so far from family. What the hell? Um, so I think that threw me off a little bit. My parents were, were also kind of like, oh my gosh, you're quite far away. It's not like you're down in Durban or something where you can, it's a quick trip back. It's a, it's a serious day's drive, you know? Um, so that was kind of, it was quite scary. And it, mm. was, it, was, it was difficult to, to see myself there. Like, I was there, and I had one person that I knew there, but I knew no one else. The, culturally, I was in a new space. Friends, I was in a new space. Um, and also, the kind I realized that the kind of photography I liked doing and wanted to do was wasn't what I was going to be taught. Mm -hmm. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Is there time? Do I still have time to get um, my money back for this? Because mm -hmm. uh, uh, my, my parents, I was very i am very grateful um and very lucky because i know a lot of people don't have the opportunity um but my parents when i was very young they started their own like little fund to get to so that i didn't have to go into debt when i went into varsity mm. and i now realize how important that was because so many people do are, are well, like, now are in debt just for an education i mean yeah. it's it's horrendous and so I, at the, I, I, I valued that and I said, no, 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 um, I'm not going to waste my parents' money on this. Uh, can I get it back? Is there enough time? Luckily, because it was in the first week, I was, they were like, yeah, no, it's yeah. okay. Like, but then also people get stuck in qualifications because they don't, they aren't aware that you can actually get a refund. Um, and they feel that they have to, you know, stay and complete that diploma, even though they hate it and they are miserable. So also for you, at which point did you realize that this is not for you? Uh, it was it, it was just like an intuitive feeling. It was like, oh, no, I don't like this. I can't see myself mm. here. Uh, I, don't, I don't like the space. I don't like... Um, th th there, was a, there was a lot of, like, traffic and this, that, and the next. It was just like there were a few areas I just didn't feel comfortable. I couldn't see myself being there on my own, not yeah. knowing anyone, and now having to learn and do all that kind of stuff. It just, it just it didn't... didn't like gel well in my head and so I decided no 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 okay um, and my parents were always like look you need help you come home 
you, anytime. you yeah anytime you need help give us a call you need this we'll drive up um my dad at the time was was making regular trips to pretoria and joburg and so he said look um you need it i'll come up whatever make a plan um and so i, I lent on my parents a bit and it, it was um like that imba- slightly embarrassing thing like i've failed yeah i I, I, you know, there's that pride that kind of get takes a hit when you feel a bit broken and lost and confused, and you've got to fall into that safety net. Like, oh, I don't need a safety net. No, it's yeah. good to have a safety net, yeah. um, and it's there's nothing wrong with using it if it's going to propel you to a better space. Exactly. You know, so I just kind of took that up, and my parents have always been supportive of that, and so they gave me that opportunity. Um, and a week later, I was back. Wow. I, was, I pulled out I went to I chatted to the dean um, and I was like look this is how I'm feeling this is why I really want to go home and um, he was like look I get it I completely understand I know I know where you've been I've been there that's fine and I think also that was a power, that was an important moment because I think a lot of educational institutions will fight for you to stay for their numbers yeah. and for their money this guy was like no if you don't if you're not enjoying it leave don't don't waste yeah. your time and because I brought up the financial thing, he was also like, no, nope, that's cool. Understandable. Let's make it happen. And, th- and we did. Wow. And I think, I think, I think that's cool. Cause, um, like you said, not many people know that they can get out of something. I mean, like uh, to make a small example, that's somewhat external from that. A lot of people think they can never get out of a lease for an apartment. True. Last year I left an, a one year lease, uh, six months in barely any, um, uh, financial repercussions maybe a small one for cancelling the mm-hmm. thing but it's possible to yeah. do you can do these things you just have to be have, have that conviction and go look this is not for me I need to ch- I need to make a change and I'm going to do it and you can it's not yes it's not the easiest thing to do mm-hmm. but nothing worth it is really easy if you break it down and why do you think it's so hard for other people to break that I think I think a lot of it comes down to it's there's a strength aspect which is difficult to talk about because when you do it's almost like it's binary you're either strong or you're weak mm-hmm. and that's a it's a hard thing to tell someone it's a hard thing to even talk about yourself in that regard like okay i feel weak in this position no i'm gonna tough it out no, you don't have to it's okay to, to be like that and i think a lot of people the one they don't think they're strong enough to make a decision and make a change they think the stronger thing is to stick it out. I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to make a plan, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so they don't. They don't. One, they don't take the initiative to do it, or the, they don't take the um, take the seriousness of it. your environment shapes much more about you than you think it does. And so, if your environment's not working for you, you need to change that. Yeah. And one, I think that people don't realize that fact, and then. Um, they don't think they're strong enough to do it or they think that strength lies in the wrong aspect of the situation um, and they just also don't know that they can you think oh no I actually can't get out of lease at the time I didn't think I could I was like no 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 I'm in one year I can't I didn't even look further than that yeah. and a friend of mine was like no boo don't be an idiot these things are set up this way and that way and mm-hmm. you can do it you've just got to you know, present it well not be a dick about it and you'll be fine yeah. and I did exactly that I felt terrible initially, but then I was like, afterwards, 
I'm really glad I did that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's the same thing with the with the fast here. Is that I felt scared at the time, lost, but I'm so grateful that I did it. Yeah. Best decision I made. And so you spent a year trying to figure out what to do next, what to venture into. So how do you um, bump into graphic design? And when you discovered graphic design, how did you know that this is it? So when I came back, I took the year to rather like regroup. Mm. I mean, it was too late to now start a new enrollment. That would have been premature and naive to do so because I didn't know anything else. This was all I had focused on. That's also important because people, this whole thinking you're a failure thing. I could imagine that would have gone another way if it had had it been someone else. Because you are also big on reflecting and, you know, regrouping and taking a moment to just reflect and spend time with yourself. Some people, they would have seen it as, oh God, I failed. Coming back to KZN, they would have tried to find something to validate them and to sort of make or to please their parents and to please their friends so that it sort of seems as though they have it all together. So it takes... It takes a lot of self-awareness for a person to say, okay, let me just slow down, take a break and try and figure out my next step. Yeah, no, no, I agree completely. I mean, honestly, and this is a kind of a controversial statement, but I think that that's, that can come down to a failure in parenting. Yes. The, the failure of a parent to be able to support a child in a time of weakness. Mm. And weakness is a strong word because... Like I said earlier, it's it's hard for it to not be binary. You're either strong or you're weak. Yeah. And you get parents that go, no, tough it out, all this. All Just this stay bullshit. for a year. Yeah, stay, stick it out. You know, we paid for this, you know, all, the, all that kind of rubbish. Mm. I mean, yes, there is a financial aspect that's important to consider and, and, and all that. But I think supporting parents are keystone, are really, really important um, to that kind of process you know like look look i i came back and my, my mom was a huge supporter of me at that point she's like look take the time you need um my, my parents were have been divorced since i was three so they, we've always like lived apart but they had i would argue the best relationship a divorce you know, i guess parent couple can have mm. um I had like regular this and regular that. I essentially had two homes to go to, dad at one and um, mom and stepdad at the other. So it was a very supportive situation. Um, and I'm again, when I see families that don't have that, I'm like, wait, I am so lucky. Yeah. Um, and I thank my parents for that often, which is good. Um, and so I had support from both sides to, to go, look, take the time you need. Don't be, don't be an idiot. Like, actually use the time. Yeah. But take the time. Like, just regroup. You can stay at home. You can relax. You can look into this. You can look into that. And in doing that, I kind of went, well, I'm definitely not going to go from here into accounting or um, lawyer, being a lawyer yeah, yeah. Or, or physics or any of the STEM mm. fields, you know. Like, And I say that, funny enough, because at the time, that was all I knew that there was. Like, there was mm. no education around, oh, okay, you can also do this and you can also do this and all these other The 4, biggest trap things. of our society. And it's crazy because we've come such a long way, but then people are still, people still only know those fields. Yeah, yeah. They, and, and, they, and they, and they feel stuck. So now, so now everyone feels lost or stuck like, oh, I don't feel that place. That's because you, you haven't been told about all the places that they are. Yeah. You've only been told four of them, you know. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable in these four. Like, well, more than likely not because yeah. they 
there are more things that you can do i didn't even know design was a thing like i knew mm. art was a thing like fine art but there's that's a multifaceted industry it's a huge huge industry i didn't even know that there was there. i mean like graphic design for example within the term graphic design there's illustration there's um i mean copywriting motion direction motion motion design animation there's like there's so much cinematography videography visual effects there's 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 so much i mean even like oh well i feel good but i'm not really sure where in this cool explore it figure it out because even Mm. within those there's different areas it's 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 a bottomless pit of and of everything you know yeah of discovery i mean there's so much so my parents gave me that opportunity and i was like cool let me have a look around. I'm still going to be in a creative field. I just don't, I just feel like I don't know where. Um, and so I looked into it a bit more and I was like, well, what about graphic design? Like, like design, you know, like, okay, cool. I can still apply my skills of photography of composition and this. Okay. Because at the time, uh, that's even just what I thought it was, was, oh, well, you know, you're going to apply graphics and things like that. I mean, it's so, raw <laughs> uh, pictures and all those kinds of things, um, all that uh, rubbish. So I was like, cool, let me check it out. And then um, while doing research and whatnot, I did a, we came across the UCT's Get Smarter program, which is oh. like a, a small uh, like online thing. What was nice about it was a 10 weeks, 10 modules, just gave me a taste mm. of it. A little bit of book cover design, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And when I did that, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. This is awesome. Um, and I completed the briefs. I had a good time. Uh, I did really well. Um, and I, and I, now I look back on at that work and I'm like, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> oh, no. I would, I would not pass this now. But then, but then I remember like that was a different stage. That was a different, yeah. that was a different time for a different level like, of skill. Um, but it served its purpose and it gave me that taste. And I was like, this is it. This is where can I do this? Where can I do this full time? Where can I get? Do I need to get a degree or a diploma? What's the story? Lots of diplomas around, um, high certificates, that kind of thing. Um, I just had a like short course certificate, so obviously I need something more than that now. Um, and then there's all the brigade of, you know, you gotta have this to get into corporate, yeah. and you gotta have this, and you gotta have that. So my mom, while doing some research, yes, this my mom played a big role in this. Um, <laughs> Uh, she she found a design college um, that had a campus down in Durban um, that had an open day the following week and we were like okay well let's check out their mm. website and we checked it out I was like hmm, <laughs> this is interesting this this doesn't look half bad this looks fun this looks cool and so we were like okay cool let's let's do it let's go down to the open day we don't need to make a booking it's an open day um, we're gonna go check it out talk to some people immediately and like i say this to um everyone that i talk to about it because i've spoken to like parents and things like that um because i got really involved there i was like immediately when i went i was like this is it this is my place this is these are my people this is it you know like you feel out of place when you um especially in the like in the art side of things in high school because like oh art's not a real subject and all that rubbish um so you kind of feel like okay, this isn't my place. I obviously need to do something else. Mm. Um, so I always kind of felt out of place in that. So now being um, at Inscape and being, because uh, that, that's the name of the college, yeah. Inscape Education Group, um, being there, just just being there for the open day, I was like, this is it. Talking to these people. And what was nice is that there were students there mm. who showed their work and there were lecturers and there were people who worked there mm. that weren't lecturers. So I got to speak to everyone. I mean, I got to speak to the students. How do you feel about it? I, like my parents, I think, just 
kind of took a step back and were like, no, you go, you go ask your questions. You you have a good time, Zach. Don't even stress about it. We'll be here. And like, cool. Like, you know, I was yeah. like, cool, thanks, guys. And I'm, and I'm going in there. I'm running up and down. I'm chatting to people. Wow, that's so cool. How'd you do that? Oh, okay, no, this is how you do That's so cool. Do you teach that? Yeah, yeah. So this is in this year. And first year you do this. And second year you do this. Third year, this is what you do. Wow, that's so cool. Um, and then chatting to lecturers and being like, cool, well, it's, this is the structure. Um, there's lots of days that you're not working here. There's this, these are the kind of time slots. And I got to understand how that would work. And I was like, that actually sounds very attractive. Yeah. Um, how it would be structured and it's full time and there's you know, this, that, and the next. And um, I think another one of the things that sold me, and this sells everyone the first time they hear it, is that there were no exams. Yeah. Like, like standardized testing is not really a thing there mm. which i didn't realize was important until i went through it that standardized testing has its place but it's overstepped its place currently mm. and that there needs to be more context driven assessment con like continuous based assessment where yeah. it's a project you have a deadline you do mm. it you learn what you need to for the project you move on to the next because and that's so important because in the industry it's especially exactly in the design like industry that. that's how it is you mm. get a project you get a brief you have a timeline you need to figure out how to achieve it you got to manage your time you got to do this you got to do that oh, i don't know how to do this cool let me learn how to do this one yeah. thing specifically for this and then yeah. you have your deadline you present big on people skills Big on like presentation skills. I was terrible at the beginning, shaking my boots up at the top. The and pitching, then, the yeah. pitching part is. Oh hard. man, the pitching part was terrible. And and then they said that they look, look, you're gonna learn how to do this, and yeah. you're gonna learn how to do that. And part of that excited me. I was like, oh, I'm terrible at this. I would like to learn how to do this better. Yeah. And so that was another part. I was like, okay, this is a uh, a course I can do that I can actually learn a lot, and that's not just design. It's people. And I re I realized that that was so important because you have to design for people. That's the end users that are using your stuff. You have to design for them. Even in the even in the room that you're presenting to, you have to design for that. You have to design for the board that you're going on. Are you as a designer, you, you have to view it as a user all the time. Yeah, you have to, you, you have to because that's where it's going to go. That's where it's going to have its biggest impact is yeah. with the user. Um, and so there were those aspects of the course. I was like, this is really cool. I mean, the the, the culture sold me immediately then the content of the course and the, and the people and talking with them and just getting a better understanding of that, then I was like, cool, where do I sign up? Let's do it. Um, and what, what, I remember one of the guys, the, the guy that showed us around, um, I didn't know at the time, I thought he was a student. Um, he was the marketing coordinator. He, we find out afterwards, we're like, oh gosh, I thought you were a student. And mm. he's like, nah, I'm just cool like that. Um, <laughs> and he didn't say that, but I like to say that he said that. That's kind of how it felt. Um, and he's now actually the director of the campus. So mm. he, he worked his way up um, and he runs that spot. And so it's it, I, I've seen how he's grown. I've seen how everyone else has grown because mm. while I was there as well, the tuition was quite, it, like it wasn't cheap. Yeah, so in my first year, um, the, that was paid for, and then my second year, uh, I was a I was a financial aid student, um, where I was a student assistant. So mm. I worked a lot behind the scenes, and I got to know people a bit better. I got to know the lecturers a bit better. I wasn't involved with any of it, but I just I was involved more than a normal student was yeah. because I was helping out a lot, and that and in my helping out, that paid for some of my tuition, and in my third year. I had that. I had uh, that as well as a bursary that mm. I applied for, and they were very gracious enough to um, to give to me 
um, which I then again worked and earned while I was there. Um, it wasn't very cheap, but it, it was a private college. And now looking back with all the protesting and everything mm. that was happening at public education institutions, I'm really glad that I yeah. did go there because while I was working and studying, um, uh, my girlfriend at the time, she w- had was home. She was home and, um, because her varsity was shut down. And yeah. I'm like, that is terrible. How are you supposed to stressing for this exam? And next, I'm like, well, I don't have exams. How cool is that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so yes, um, I, I, I can't remember now where, where that topic came from. <laughs> like I've kind of gone on a bit of a tangent now. Um, I think Inkscape was like my first choice. I wanted to go there so bad. Is so it? I was like, if I don't get into Inkscape, my bad. If I don't get into Inkscape, I'm not going to study it. Oh, I'm man. just going to self-teach. Well, that's a good way of learning, bro, is to self is to self teach. There's yeah. so much that you learn just by having like like by trying to teach yourself because you understand one how you learn, yeah, and then and then and you you teach yourself like that's. It can often be the best way to learn something is to teach yourself because it's contextual. It's to you. It's very personal, which is what a lot of what happened with my um, lettering and taka. Mm, I was stuff. about was, to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> on that I should note. Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. so it's like, how did you get into <laughs> So anyways, um, with that, I think it also speaks to lettering. Okay. So yeah. can you just touch base on that? Yeah, so I w- um, there was a point uh, at the beginning of my second year that I had, a, I had quite a rough time um, uh, emotionally. And I turned to, I, I then got into fitness and trying to focus on my body and all that. And um, I, as a visual kind of, I guess, meditation, a bit of a broad term, um, I got into looking at stuff on Instagram and Pinterest. And, mm. You know, like, I thought that I could... Well, most people talk about their Twitter... I mean, I talk about their problems on Twitter and go, oh, I feel like this today is so terrible. Um, I was like, that's ah, so pretentious. And, like, <laughs> you, you, you're begging for attention and I didn't want to be one of those people. Yeah. Like, like, I understand it and I get it. Um, I can relate to it. I can... Um, empathize with it but I, I just don't agree with it yeah. so i was like no i'm just going to keep it to myself and i'm going to see these things and at the time it was big on like lettering and hand lettering was big on quotes and like you know li- all that live laugh love stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah so like that kind of what was where the lettering started mm-hmm. was i started looking at that stuff and paying attention and and crying my eyes out and going, oh, you're so right. How did you know how I feel? Okay, so um, that, design, that design sort of lettering is understandable, but how did you get into the hand lettering stuff? Like, so, yeah, well, that, that was the thing was um, I was watching all this stuff and then, and then cup, I grouped that thought with, um, or rather the, the, those, the thoughts lined up where I like looking at this and I, I don't like putting my, my emotions and stuff on Twitter or Instagram, like just whatever, um, why don't I draw it? Mm. I'm feeling bad today, whatever. Let me artistically represent that. And I, I dabbled in a little bit and I was like, oh, this is terrible. And like, no, I don't know how to do this. Until I came across an account, um, I think he was in Denmark, this guy. For the life of me, I can't remember his handle now. Um, he was in the process because it was like earlier in the year. It was uh, around March, April-ish. 
um, no, no, it was June that, yeah, it was June that I found him, um, or rather June that I talked to him, but a month or two before that, that I originally found him and just followed his work. Mm. And bec- he was in the middle of a, uh, a 365-day lettering challenge, which is which is quite big um, in the the design, the illustration community are just 365-day challenges where every single day you create or you just create to be able to share something every single day because it massively boosts your, your it grows your skills just because you have to do yeah. it. There's, an, there's a level of accountability that forces you to develop your skills. And even if you're not actionably going, how is this better than it was yesterday? One week, just by doing it, you look back six months ago and holy crap, that's so much better than it was. Um, and it might still be bad, but it's much better than it was. Yeah. And then six months later, you, it's the same thing. It's just, it, it, it's an, it's a exponential graph from there. So he was doing this and I was like, that's really cool. And I eventually um, built the courage to talk to him about it because at that time I was very insecure about reaching out to people and talking to people and being like, hey, how, how like, this is really cool. I really like what you're doing. And in Instagram, um, it can still be quite hard to do that, to remember mm. that they're human beings on the other side of the accounts. There's human True. beings creating this art. And sometimes they create the most amazing stuff and you think they're so busy all the time. But I promise you, they will love it if you just take a little bit of time to yeah. message someone and say, hey, huge fan of your work. Just thought I'd let mm. you know. I love seeing your stuff every day or whatever the thing is. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. Now don't, you can even send voice notes. You don't even exactly, have to type. Exactly. Just, exactly. I mean, I, I messaged. Yeah, I messaged this guy the other the other day. As, um, say, hey, cool. Um, I mean, he even he did a post that said, "Hey, just remember, um, if you if you want to message people, yeah, talk to them. There's other people. They're, they're real people. Talk to them. Just say." And uh, also, just disclaimer: you don't aren't reaching out to pitch. No, a business. No, you're please just don't do that. Please. <laughs> Because people think that, okay, famous person or person that I look up to, let me just pitch my idea. Let me just pitch, you know, so people go about it the wrong way. Yeah, no, they do. And and I'm not going to lie. I've been there. I've done that. (laughs) And and, and then um, I was like, why didn't they respond to me? I'm like, "Mm." maybe Um, because you were pitching. (laughs) And then I realized afterwards when people did the same to me, I was like, oh, this is terrible. Because you read that first Mm. thing. Hey, love your work. I follow you every day. It's so cool. What do you think about it? I'm like, ah, oh, you just ruined it. You just ruined it. Damn it, man. Now I have to tell you, look, I don't do that. Now the whole experience is tainted. Oh, um, so I, I reached out to, I eventually built the courage to reach out to this guy. And I was like, hey, love what you're doing. Mm. I think it's so cool. How did you get into it? Like, just, it was just like, I, 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 I just want to know how you did it. Like, I'm, I'm, I've been a huge fan of your work for a while because what I think what, what, what sparked that, um, like the, the what sparked the courage was that I had followed him for a while um, and I was sharing bits and pieces here and there um, but nothing consistent nothing all that great um, or rather there was no like aim or goal behind it, it was just sharing for the yeah. sake of sharing um, and he followed me back and I was like oh my god he followed me back this is so <laughs> exciting this is so cool I was like hey um, really love your work thanks for, for following me back I think it's I, I love what you do um, thank you for the support. How did you get into what you're doing now? You're doing a 365 day project. You're on day whatever it was. Um, I didn't say whatever it was. I mean, yeah. <laughs> insert day number here. Um, yeah. I asked him, "Hey, cool. How, how did you get into it?" And he responded like very quickly. And I remember I was so ecstatic that he responded. It yeah. was like such a thing for me. Um, and he was like, "Hey, man, that's so cool." Um, 
So like, I, I, it's just this thing. It's this thing that I, you do. You do one every day for a year, and you build your mm. thing. And you just gave me a bit of a synopsis of why why they do that kind of thing. And I was like, that's actually not that bad. Like, I, I could probably do that for a month. Let me see if I can do mm. it for a month. So I, I, I set myself. I was like, cool. Day one will be the first of July, and I will do it until the end of July, and uh, and then I'm going to see how it goes after mm. that. I did do it until the end of July, but I didn't until the end of July the next year. Oh, <laughs> so I went through the month and I was like, I just want to keep going. This is so much fun. I was like, cool. Um, I'm going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And a lot of it was really tough. Like I missed a day somewhere in September um, and I felt terrible about it. Um, I was like, oh man, it's not authentic. Oh, I didn't do the perfect 365. But the, the, the process was what was important. And I look back and... I looked back a little while and I was like, cool, this is, this is awesome. I love what's going on. So that's kind of where it went. And my skills developed, my interests changed throughout that year. Um, I, I got better at this. I got better at that. And obviously my graphic design skills increased as I yeah. went from second year to third year. Um, my personal development went, went up as I, as I focused a bit more on myself. And mm. um, I, 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 I used that as a medium for me to share that. Um, so that I didn't keep everything bottled up. Yeah. Um, so I use it as like a therapeutic thing while also doing this and while also doing that. And mm. so that, and I kind of still look at that now. Like sometimes when I'm like, oh, am I feeling so down at the moment? I was like, well, I haven't been drawing a lot lately. Mm. Maybe I should do that. And then I get into it and I'm happy again. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is why I started. Like mm. I should do that. I should make time for this. But seriously, like if you find yourself in a happy space and like I think it's, um, uh, I can't remember the guy's, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi it's a whole a very hard name to pronounce correctly um he wrote the book on he essentially wrote the book on flow the flow state which is where time just passes yeah. you're in something and um it just passes and you're like wow the time flies you know the whole time flies yeah. and you're having fun thing that's where that comes from um and so that was a thing for me and like if that's a thing for you do it yeah. seriously don't like f- think that oh no this is worthless it's not if it helps you even emotionally mentally it's worth it 100 percent worth it how do you how do you track your progress because i understand for you you uploaded um each piece on instagram and you sort of use that as a platform to track but then also to share with people and show that you are getting better and that you are consistent in what yes, you're doing yeah yeah so so instagram is, is a big um vanity hole yeah where, um, like a, a suck where you just, you just put up work and you, you do it for the likes and you mm. do it for the validation and all of that. And while, yes, I will admit there are aspects of it that I I, I fall into that trap. I think it, you'd be... Uh, I, I don't believe you if you say you never do um, because that's what just what happens. Dopamine does that to you. Yeah. Um, so, I, but my focus was to use the platform to share my art and to to record it because as the platform is structured it's like a timeline so i could scroll back and see where i was and be like okay cool i'm going to redraw that and see if i look if it looks better now and it always does because time has passed and my skills have developed um and yeah so i just use the platform to just share every day even if it was a sketch or a final thing or a photograph of myself which i still don't do very often which i should um (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, I just used it as a pla- as a portfolio platform. It didn't originally start as a portfolio platform for me. It was just a place to share my art and to track my progress and t- 
to just have a visual thing because i mean yeah. you can draw and keep in your sketchbook and then it goes in the drawer and you don't get to form. see it yeah yeah i mean like cool keep it for record but share that shit yeah man. like let people see it even if it's terrible like it won't always be terrible it's yeah. good to have a reference point so that's kind of what that started as for me. and how did you um come across the communities because i know that you mentioned that there are a lot of communities but then not so many um in south africa yeah so like at the time i i just shared for share for, for shares sake yeah um but then you start to notice the same people commenting on your stuff and the same people liking your stuff and at the time i still had like and comment notifications on i don't anymore mm. um because it's just like it starts to get frustrated every time your phone goes like oh what's that? Oh, mm. that's oh yeah but when that did i started noticing noticing the same names popping up mm. and i was like okay cool well, let me go check them out and then then I was like, oh, okay, well, they're also commenting on these. But, hey, that's pretty cool. Let me follow this guy. And it kind of just webbed out like yeah. that. You started, you started following the same people. You started commenting on the same stuff. And you start having the same interests. And then you, you see there were a lot of um, designers and illustrators, and especially letters because they focus on words, like the yeah. power of the word. Even like you can change um, the way a word is interpreted and how it's received just by how it looks like it can be the same word but how mm. it's designed how it's crafted which is where lettering um hand lettering like really has its place is how the, the letter marks and the words um and how everything flows together is crafted especially by hand yeah. um like there's this meaning behind that and so a lot of letters um and designers they would share content and share advice and stuff using lettering and so it, it was just like a tool almost yeah. and you, they started saying the same stuff and you're like okay cool i'm gonna focus on these guys and so you would almost just like slip into a community mm. of people who are all paying attention to the same things yeah. um and then i start i heard about a podcaster here i was like okay well let me go check him out like um initially i got into the sean west uh podcast and perspective collective and uh, creative uh, pep talk uh Creative man, man, is he's cool. Oh, meet the creatives. That's yeah. also a good one. Yeah, yeah. So like, I got into those, yeah. and then you start to you start to follow them, and you see their communities, and you see how they're talking. You're like, oh, well, you know this person. Oh, yeah, me too. And so it's almost like it's a hidden but not hidden mm. community. It's yeah. a it's a weird thing. But when when you're in it, you can feel it. You can feel it. And um, just serendipity after you find the first one. It's yeah, just, it's just going, yeah. It, it just keeps going. And now now that you know what it looks like, you can actually spot it. And you can go, oh, okay, cool. There's a community here. That's pretty yeah. cool. Um, and so I, I, I think the communities that stick together are the small ones. Yeah. Like the, the, the four or five people, the 20 people that you kind of always go to and you keep following and you keep yeah. commenting and that kind of thing because they're sharing a message. They're not necessarily sharing just a style. Um, and so I kind of now focus on people who share who are sharing a message other than the style because as I practice my own style and go through that, it's always changing. So I'm yeah. trying not to, to get too stuck. Uh, so like I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, currently um, with the creative oof, i'm gonna butcher this name now um the creative boss club um with a friend of mine in uh, finland uh, julia braga she she was a supporter of my work from about uh, like a couple seven eight months in um and someone in her community and I, I say her community because she developed a little group like an external app um on like slack or discord or i think it was actually just on telegram at the time um it's like a like whatsapp so 
uh, so, someone in her, in her community contacted me saying, hey, cool, would you like to join our group? Um, we're a group of international designers and um, we love your work. Would you be keen? So it's like an invite-only thing. So I was like, yeah, that sounds so cool. <laughs> Even just the concept of being in a, in a yeah. cool little, like, little group, you know, and you're invited. You don't have to, oh, please, please can I, yeah, knock, 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 please can I come in? Um, and and uh, the guy was like, cool, if you're keen, I'll send your profile to our, uh, to our um, community head and still be in contact and that kind of thing. And so I joined the group, and I think what's important about community is that you involve yourself. True. Like you can be a passive, you can be a passive in and you're watching everything, but what, what does that actually serve? You, you know, what does that do? So I was heavily involved. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I have this question here and I'm, I'm, I've got this client here that's wanting this. What, what do you suggest? I mean, all this entire time I'm building a client base and w- which stemmed, I, that wasn't my intention, but you know, you put your art out there and people be like, hey, cool. Can you do that for me? And I'm like, what do you want me to do that for you? And you'll pay me for it? Yeah, that sounds awesome. So that's where the client stuff came from. And then I was like, okay, how, how the hell do you put together a contract and an invoice? And how do you price and all that kind mm. of stuff? Um, and so I had this, t- this group of people who were already doing it. Yeah. So I just tapped into that, into, an, into my little network I've, I've found myself in now. And so I was very involved there. Um, and uh, that group eventually faded out, funnily enough, because people stopped interacting. And they were like, mm. cool do you want to be in the group anymore? We're going to have to kick you out because you're wasting space kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few, few people left, uh, some because they didn't like the system and then they, their interests changed or they weren't in design anymore, so it wasn't mm-hmm. important to them. And or good for them. If you move on to something else, you embrace it, yeah. you do it. Life and you, you, you know you change as you go through life. So um, they did that until it was just a few of us until eventually it died down. Um, and Julia and I, we, we still uh, commented on each other's work and helped keep each other accountable and stuff from there and then she developed um, another group called the creative boss club which she now heads up she's got her own studio in finland um called true studio at trw so it's t-r-u-u studio i was gonna say w but that's a different letter um uh, true studio so um she that's that's her agency and um she's now got this group and now i'm part of that group and again i'm tapped into that yeah and then, uh, f- uh, someone who's in that group now um he heads his own other other group um, yeah. on Discord. So he was like, hey, do you want to join my channel, like, like my, my community? So I tapped in there, and there's, mm. even there there's a whole bunch of other people. So it's almost like it's not so much the, the, the movement or, or, or the art style, it's people. People yeah. are the community. Yeah, and like I think Instagram is a great place to find a community, but communities don't lie there. Yeah, yeah if it's used well. Yeah. But they don't lie there. They lie with people. And you have to be where the people are. And so if, like, if you come across a group, I mean, like for example, the Perspective Collective, um, Scotty Russell, so he, he has a Facebook group. Like There's mm. loads of people on there. And they're always talking about this. And they're always talking about that. Um, and so th- these groups are out there. You've just got to find them yeah. and, and, and go, go where they are. Like, you know, and, if, and if you can find a group locally, freaking hey, that's awesome. Yeah. But in, in, in South Africa, there aren't a lot of those. Mm. You always, they always have to find True. them internationally. And how important would you say a community was to your um, creative pursuit? Hugely. Like, like you, can, you, can go, you can only go so far on your own. I mean, what's, what, what, what's the phrase? Like, um, if you're on your own, I'm going to paraphrase this, but like, if you want to go fast, go alone. Go alone. Mm. If you want to go far, go together kind of thing. Mm. So... Because different people have different interests and aspects and at different stages in their career, 
they have different perspectives and different experience and different mm. insights that they can offer. So like me starting my creative like um, business side of things, I had people I was I had access to that were already doing it. So why must I go through the pain of figuring it out on my own while I am still doing that, but like with no guidance? Mm. Just be like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? Cool, but. I also did that and it didn't work like this. Maybe yeah. try this. Like, here's a contract template. Use it. Let me know what you think. I'm like, oh, awesome. I didn't know all that was included. Thanks. You know? So tap yeah. tap into your network. Use the people. Yeah. Yeah, I know. If you can find community, seriously, like, if you had to know everything, you would explode. Yeah. So tap into people. You don't have to know everything. Just yeah. know a few people who know the right things and you're golden. Mm. And it also speaks to collaborations. Like, how has that worked out for you? Collaborations and working with people. Well, the funny thing about collaborations is that that's when I started, that was quite big on Instagram. Um, like, hey, I, I have this artistic style, you have this one, let's mm. collab. And so, like, then we both share each other, we both share that one artwork with each of our audiences, yeah. and now we, we share our reach, you know, and now people can find us, that kind of thing. So, that was collaboration in that aspect was quite important. And I did that a few times, you know, you get featured here and you get featured there, and then your, your following explodes for a bit, and you get check it out, and you, know, you go from there your network and your audience your audience grows you know um it's, as, as a tool that can be very important mm. be very useful so the collaboration in that respect was quite important but what i've found now in collabor- in collaboration isn't so much in visual collaboration but knowledge mm. collaboration True. so now like I said earlier, if if you had to know everything, one you'd explode, mm. and two you the amount of time to be able to do that, you would be doing nothing but trying to learn something. Yeah, and sometimes you just need to do, and, mm. and that leaves that leaves um, a gap for something else that you don't know. And so just know know if you can know a few people or know someone who knows someone else. Yeah, so these key people are quite important. Um, that you can then collaborate on insight and knowledge. And you can go, hey, I want to get into the gallery business. Um, I've got a friend uh, that knows someone who's already in there. Let me talk to them. And they can give me insight and an experience that I can tap into. Mm. It's a, it is a big networking thing. And I mean, um, another collaboration thing was that a friend of mine, he was um, trying developing his website, but... He needed help with copy, with copywriting, but he, he didn't really have have a like a big grasp on it, yeah. and it was a bit daunting at the time. But he knew a copywriter who needed a graphic designer, so they were like, "Hey, look, let's help each other out here. I'll do your website or the visual side of your site. You do the copy of mine." And they did that, and now they both have great sites. So, yeah. like, that's another aspect of collaboration. You don't even have to be doing the same thing. Mm. Like, I hate web design. I really don't like I mean like doing it I, the whole coding thing and like this I was like oh no this is terrible <laughs> um, so but I embraced it I said right I'm, I don't like this which means I'm, I don't because I don't have a passion for it I'm not going to put in the work to and time to figure it out mm. I'm going to rely on someone else who knows what they're doing and then and tap into them and so then I found Squarespace and Wix and all that so I'm like well why I don't have to do that. I'm going to collaborate with a company who can help me with what I don't know how to do so that I can then focus on what I do know how to do Mm. Um, so there's I think collaboration's a big word I mean like you, it's not just like we'll both work on this this artwork and um, that'll be it like it's mul- it's multifaceted there's, yeah. there's more that you can do with it but being willing 
to collaborate, I think is important. Mm. To be willing to open your door, one, to accept that you're not good at something so that you can then use someone who is good. And like, and then you what you build a relationship. One, you've got an awesome product at the end of the day. Two, you've now built a relationship, a rapport. So now you can go okay, tap into them. And now, when they have someone that needs what you do, they can yeah. refer you. And you have someone that needs what they do, you can refer and you work together. And it just it just goes from there. Mm. So I think again, it comes down to people and 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 just being being willing to accept that you need a little bit more than what you can do. Mm. So just find someone who can do it and collaborate mm. like seriously do it don't don't be try not to be too scared mm-hmm. try and then let's talk about self-discipline and consistency because i think Whoa. that's something that you <laughs> you had to learn um to become who you are right now and to also become the brand that you are and to build such a a name and a reputation so how did you tap into that how did you you know, tap into that level of self, self-discipline because it is imperative for you to get to whichever level you aspire to get to and for you to complete anything that you start. So self-discipline um, and that kind of consistency is, it can be hard to start because if you're not good at it initially, mm. it can feel like just the word self-discipline and the word consistency can give you shivers like, oh, there's a lot of work involved in that. And it's like, it's actually not. Um, but for me, it helped to be more introverted than extroverted. So there's this, obviously there's a spectrum of introvert and extrovert, and I fell more on the introverted side. So I didn't mind being on my own. I didn't mind focusing on myself. I didn't mind working a little bit harder with my studies because that's what I did was I focused a bit more on my studies. Um, I really threw myself into it, and and I did I did well in my first year, and then I applied myself even more in my second year. Um, funny enough, in my first year, I I just did it, and I was like, I, I just made, I just made it. I, I mean, like, I just made a distinction. So I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if I can do that for all three years. Like, oh, wouldn't that be a challenge? Mm-hmm. And so in my second year, I actually really applied myself. I nailed that, um, and I, and then now I was like, oh well, should I have done it the first two years? I can't not do it for the third one. So there was there was a personal accountability there, like a personal challenge that I made for myself. I think. To be consistent and to have self-discipline, if you don't have something pulling you, mm. it's not going to happen because there are far more distractions than there are not distractions. And so if you don't have something strong enough to outweigh those distractions, yeah. something to, to give you that motivation um, to be to be self-disciplined, to actually be like, well, well, you know, I could be doing something else right now. I could be watching that movie, but no, I've got this thing I need to do. And if I don't do this thing, I'm not going to have this thing that I want in the future. So um, I think it's important to have that kind of big goal, the big challenge to pull you through, to be disciplined. um, Consistency comes from discipline. It's it's not that you can um, have, you can't be consistent without having some discipline because it's very hard to. What was the thing that was pulling you? Give give us an example of the thing that was pulling you in this sense. So the the thing that pulled me was the, um, I found out in my first year that, you could graduate cum laude if you had a distinction for all three years. And I was like, oh, cum laude, you hear that in movies. Like, oh, mm. is that a real thing? What, what um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is that? And I looked into it and it was, assen- it was essentially just, yeah. um, you get a distinction for all three years. And I was like, okay, cool. So what, uh, what is a distinction? So now I'm like, that sounds cool. Um, how do I get that? Okay, I've got to have um, 
the certain percentage every year and I'm like okay how do I do that I have to have a certain percentage for each of my subjects you know you break it down like that but yeah. I was like that's actually achievable mm. like it's not that hard like I did it in my first year I just, granted I just made it without trying too much but first year is first year um, the, the standards step up a bit after that so I was like well if I apply myself let me see if I can and so that was kind of what did it and I was like well I remember I had a lecturer um, that he was a design thinking lecturer so it wasn't necessarily um, the physical he has a grid he has a poster it was like well it's the concept of thinking mm. about design it, there's, there's more involved here um, he said that look because a lot of our subjects were like okay this project is worth 5% of your year mark and this one's worth 10% and you can look at that and go oh that doesn't that doesn't mean much like that's tiny yeah. and that's what most people would think of when they looked at that but he was like look guys I have to stress something to you 5% of um, like 5% of 100% is nothing but 100% of 5% is everything that will carry you and each subject it adds up each brief it adds up that 5% if you get 20% of, or you get 60% of your 5% that sets a tone for uh, that you follow through with mm. I was like okay cool well, let me apply myself as much as I can for every single subject every single brief that I can yeah you know you fall off the wagon here and there and whatever but like that's why you have there's a bigger picture and, mm. and all the things um, the weightings they, they match up in the end you know so, yeah. they, so I was like cool I'm gonna do the best I can and focus on really applying myself every single time mm-hmm. and then I did it in the second year I did well I was like shit okay now the thing that was driving was that I really wanted this thing I'm two-thirds of the way I can't back out now. <laughs> I can't do it now. And I got really involved in that year. And I was like, uh, this is cool. This is my place. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really make something here. And it was funny because in, my, in high school, um, I was actually talking, with it, uh, talking about it with my, um, my uh, honors class the other day. Um, that in high school, I did average. And yes. I didn't really, it wasn't a big deal for me. Because um, the, the points that I needed to get into photography um, I had already done them. I didn't really think so. I I finished matric averagely, um, not at the bottom, not at the top. It was like you know, mm. average. Um, but then now in varsity, I'm excelling. So yeah. like, uh, what's the what I found also. what I loved. I was yeah. like, well, this I'm, I must be in something right now. That something here is happening. I need to hold on to this. I need to grab it. I need to make the most of it because this is amazing. And the feeling, look, the validation you get from that is, is I'm not gonna lie, it's a, it's a great feeling. So I'm mm. like, cool. I'm gonna really, I'm gonna really nail this thing because now that's my goal. That's yeah. my goal now. And in my third year, it was really hard because now, obviously, with that type guy, because that type guy has officially started at the end of. Um, at the end of second year um, in 2017, I'm now doing client work and uh, my studies, uh, which was full-time. And then with my studies, I'm still a financial aid student, so I'm mm. still helping out here and there. I'm there at the open days, talking to parents, talking to students. Um, I'm doing extra work here. I'm trying to help out here. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm also mm. trying to see family and trying to have a social life and all that. So it was tough, like, like really hard to do it. But then... Uh, I again I applied myself because I had a big goal mm. um, and I was I was driven to do that and also I set myself up to do that because I had friends that were would and this is a cliche but it's true though you know you go out and you go jawling 
and then you fail your test the next day because you didn't you know you didn't yeah. apply yourself to you know, like you didn't manage your time yes you can go out and you can draw and you can do whatever but make sure you need to get done when you what you need to get done and not mm. the number of dropouts that we had just because people didn't apply themselves you're like what a, what a waste of money yeah what a waste of money and time like you know um you've been given this amazing opportunity to get into this place and you've you've squandered it like look have a good time be smart about this this is your education so yeah. i and obviously that's a controversial statement so um fight me <laughs> um but I, I i was of the opposite thing i was like no look i'll go out and i'll have a good time or whatever but i also my focus is my my, my studies my focus yeah. is my education so i did that i was I, uh, when some people went out, I was like, no, I've got to finish this project, guys. And um, during that time, I took on a lot of leadership roles as well in my groups, in my class. Um, I was part of the Student Representative Council. Um, I was a president of the Student Representative Council. So that as well has its own responsibilities yeah. and tasks and things like that that now fall outside of the studies. So now I've got to really manage my time. So all of that just taught me to better manage my time because mm -hmm. I've got this goal. I've got to achieve it. How do I achieve it? Break it down. Cool. And it actually wasn't that complicated if you break it down, mm. um, which I think a lot of people don't do is they look at this giant thing and they go, how do I do that? I don't know. Okay, I'm out. That's yeah. it. They drop out at that or they, if they bail out at that point, whereas if you just spend a little time going, okay, if I, I've got to do this to do this. Okay, what do I need to do that? I've got to do this. Okay, how do I break that down even more? Oh, okay, I can do that tomorrow. Cool. So, and, yes. you work, and you start with the easy, the small mm. thing and you build that up and that is where the discipline mm -hmm. comes in. So that is where the consistency comes would in. Would you say that you took that thinking and you've applied it, you know, to where you are right now? So within your workspace, within your business, and within um, your freelancing, would you say that what you learned in those three years of you being in university or in college, um, that thinking? And I can also relate because I was also, I was a bursary baby um, in my last year. But then from first and second year, I took every job I could get just to make sure um, that I still have this drive and this ambition, but that also, but that also, um, I don't know, because I think when you, when you are faced with many obstacles, you also get this competitive, you know, edge because you're like, okay, I'm involved in all of these things, but I still want to be, I still want to excel and I still want to be top of my class. Like, so that was always my thing. Um, and also with the cum laude mindset, because we built a cum laude mindset at Savilo, similar like uh, to the Mamba mindset that Kobe um, had. Yeah, that's so, a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. So people don't see it in that way that if within your life there was a space or time when you excelled in something, you can actually take those learnings and you can take that behavior and you can take those characteristics and apply them in any other space. You can take that thinking, apply it in your business, apply it in your workspace, and you will excel. Obviously, you'll have to change and tweak and adapt it and it has to fit in whatever it is you're working on right there and then. So would you say that you sort of took or you are using your cum laude mindset where you are right now? 100%. I mean... That was what, um, for the lack of a less ego, uh, ego 
artistic thing that what that what that was what set me apart from the rest yeah. was that I had that mindset was that I had that goal and a friend of mine next to me had the exact same goal and we both pulled through yeah. we helped each other out like in the beginning you also got it we're like well let's do this together buddy let's have each other's back yeah true um and so in first year same thing we both we both did well cool let's do this second year hey bro come let's we got to do this we got to do this together granted like if I didn't have that motivation the guy with mm. me I want him to get it he wants me to get it we both want each other and ourselves yeah. to get it um I, I don't know if I would have succeeded as, as as well as I did, you know. And then the third year, same thing. But we're nearly there, you know. <laughs> so the cum laude mindset, that like goal, like it just became a thing. Like we've got to do it. Like oh no, we've got to be those students. Yeah. Like oh yeah, the cum laude students. It's like yeah, but there's a reason for it. Like you know, the, education is important. Um, at the end of the day, if everyone in the room's got a degree. Um, or a diploma yeah. or whatever you, the, your employer is going to want the one that's at the top mm. you know? so, so strive to be there and even if you don't don't get it it's fine what you learn along the way is what's important yeah. I apply that all the time I mean like my mom to, um, told me when I first started my, my degree my course she told me that when she was in um, she was at Tech here in Durban as well where she met my dad she, she was in Tech and while she was studying she a- applied for everything that she could so she would apply to help out of the theatre mm. and be involved here and be involved there. And she said that that one built a relationship with the the company, she with the institution. You you became a trustworthy person because you were reliable. Yeah. You were reliable above everything else. Even if you even if you don't if you give thirty percent, be reliable that you were there. You know, um, you never give the thirty percent because that's not your mindset. But you know, you're mm. there. That's what counts. And she said, look, just be there or be apply for everything. Be involved as much as you can, and I did that. And my word, it, it just it made me learn so much more about myself mm, at the beginning. It does it builds confidence, and now you become a reliable person. And so that thing of like fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. like I I learned. Um, I came across someone said, actually in my first year, she said fake it till you become it because yeah, now you're doing it so true. much. Mm. that you you're doing the thing you're not faking it you're doing it you've become the thing Mm. so i i I try my best to be involved with everything to be reliable to 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 be an excelling person student um until i was that person and now i am that person i apply that to everything it's like that thing where okay i've done it before let me do it again yeah i've done it i can't say i can't do that i've done it i just apply the same Mm. the same skills the same mindset So, so in my work with rip curl i like same thing i apply like cool i'm gonna work my ass off here i'm gonna build relationships i'm gonna i'm gonna use this as an opportunity to learn to provide value for them um and to learn the skills people skills visual skills um financial skills myself and i'm gonna use it and i'm cool um that's exactly what i'm doing i I have a good relationship with the guys it's a I could not work for a better company. I feel right now, like the, the, my um, my manager, my crew, the guys I work with. I look forward to going to work every mm. day because I made that my mindset. That I, I enjoyed going to campus every day when I was studying because I made that my mindset. I enjoy going to work every day. I made that my mindset. You can talk to yourself about, oh no, you know, I hate what I do. Then stop doing it. Find yeah. something you really enjoy doing because that bleeds through into your work having the passion for it bleeds through mm. you don't think so until down the line you realize how far you come it's like why is because you applied yourself yeah. you enjoyed what you were doing which meant you were more likely to go a bit more mm-hmm. a bit further than you would have already which just skyrockets from there yeah um and then with type guy same thing like i enjoy the opportunity and i embrace the opportunity to learn a new style to work with a new mm. client um to build my contract to understand that kind of stuff to 
do better with uh, pricing and invoicing and relationships and portfolios and case studies. And like, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't know as much as I do now. You know, I embrace it. I'm like, cool. This is uncomfortable at first, but everything. Yeah, when you start. Everything when you start is uncomfortable. You've got to apply yourself. Um, And so I did that. I took the cum laude mindset of here's a goal. How do I get there? I'm going to put in the work. Cool. Um, I want to be consistent in this. I have to be disciplined in that. I have to go, right, I need to get this done. Yeah. I don't know how, but I'm going to get it done. And I find a way to get it done every time because I I try to actually apply myself. Um, And so, yeah, exactly what you said. It drives everything else and it's like it's funny because you mentioned the cum laude mindset like it's this big thing and like it actually is it's mm. like, and, and there's a point where it's not even yeah it's not even about the cum laude but yeah. it's about what the cum laude represented True. what it represented mm. to you and what's like some, required to get there exactly some people think it's so pretentious oh you know whatever whatever but like no it's not about the thing mm. it's about what you learn on the way to get True. the thing now you've built the skills you've built the portfolio you've built the network now what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Let's figure it out. And you try again. Try again. You find another thing that that is your cum laude. Yeah. That is your thing. I mean, like now I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm I've started my my post grad, and I'm like, oh, I, I love it again. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed learning. I enjoyed challenging myself and 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 upskilling myself. Mm. Like, you are responsible for, for you. Yourself, you are responsible. You have so to if, want if, it for yourself. Exactly. If you if you have something, sorry, if you want something and you don't have it, cool. What are you going to do to get it? Don't the, the complain yeah. and sit there. Oh, I don't have this thing. Everyone's so no. Shut up. Mm. Do something about it. So if if you, I don't know how to write. Cool. Let me look up how to write. Mm. YouTube is there. Trust me. There are people that will teach you for free if you look for mm-hmm. it. Um, it's it. You have to want it to 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 actually get it. And so apply apply that that that, that cum laude mindset in inverted mm. commas. You know. Yeah. Or even award winning mindset. Because yeah. For us, it might be cum laude if you were a cum laude graduate, but for other people, it's winning awards, and it's like you apply that winning mindset. Yes, it's a winning mindset. It's yeah. not necessarily about the thing; it's the mindset how you get there. And and the, and the business side of it, when I talk about that, like uh, what's the process of merging the creative side and then and the business side of it? Because at the end of the day, you can be a creative, but then what's the process of merging? Because you gotta get sell your skills to the to the marketplace what's that process so it's it's, it's actually quite um, interesting and this is a big topic and I say in, in the community <laughs> um, because when you start looking for that kind of information how do I merge this you see how many people other people are looking for the same information so you know it's a it big thing it's, it does it gets frustrating like oh, I'm a creative person that's not business I don't like business because it's not creative it's like yeah. well you kind of have to be a bit of both especially if you want to be a, um, a freelancer or an entrepreneur in the in you know the broad sense of the word um you have to be able to do everything you have to be the the, the direct the art director the designer the accountant the, yeah. the the sales pitcher you know you have you have to be everything and so it can be really daunting but i think what helped me was that i started small i didn't overburden myself too much mm. i didn't like right i'm gonna go i'm gonna go nail a client i'm gonna nail a get client a like coca-cola yeah no, no, I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna do it i'm gonna pitch it to them and then we're gonna make a good time we're gonna have a good time we're gonna make something amazing we're gonna make yeah. millions that's it i'm set for life it doesn't work like that you work for a little um mom and pop jobs here and there a little a uh, little shack yeah and a little business yeah and this guy needs a logo for his brand and this guy needs a yes yeah, would you say that stuff. free work helped a lot it's a it it's a tough one because a lot of people, um, a lot of people don't like the free work thing. 
because mm. it can be very easily taken advantage of. Sure. There's, it, it's like, yes, it has its place if you want it, not because they want it. I think that's the important distinction is that if you are happy to do the free work, then there has to be a good reason for you wanting to do it, not for exposure and all that crap. Um, Can we, yeah, that one. When people ooh, when people say, oh, no, it's going to give you exposure, it's always an excuse yeah, for so, someone to get something for free. Yeah, you almost have to ask them, okay, how is it going to give me exposure? True. Can you can you lay that out for me in a graph? Can you break that Gigi down? Gigi Lemayne actually hit me up for free work saying that. Really? <laughs> no way. I actually have the message. <laughs> <laughs> you should frame that shit. <laughs> Print it out and frame it. Free work. What I want to, to advise is that, you know, with the people that I'm working with, that with you know, on, on this project, is that, you know, it's a collaborative project. But then, obviously, I can't, we can't financially compensate. But then, you know, when it comes to free stuff or the help, is you gotta have a lot of value that you're adding to the process. Yes, you know, absolutely. It's yeah. gotta be valuable. If you wanna do free work, you gotta see the amount of value that you get again. Yeah, but I, th- I think free is a is a is a tough it's word not, because yeah. people often associate that with no money. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or no it's, value. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's not about the money. Mm. Like some people, like like I won't. I will not do free work even for family. Mm. But t- that doesn't mean they have to pay me money. Mm. They can just help me with my taxes, or they yeah. can they, they they can make my birthday cake, or you know. So I'm still yeah. getting something. There's a transaction happening. There's value, but it's not for free. Yeah. I think, I think free also is a bad word. maybe also just to say sometimes you might tap into something and assist someone if it's going to build your confidence also. Yes. So yes. if it's going to help you grow in yeah. some sort of way. See, that's what I'm saying is that with the whole thing about it, you have to want to do it for your own reasons. Yeah. So that if someone comes to you and they say. Look, we'd like to do, we'd, we'd like you to do this for us, but we can't pay you. Um, you can you then now the ball's in your court to go. Okay, am I willing to do this for free, or am I going to say no? Actually, I have to. Uh, you have to pay me, kind of thing. But then, if you do it for free, you have to set your terms. You, like like a lot of people go, cool, I'll do free work, but I own the contract. So now you have the control over this thing. And I think a lot of, prof- that's where the professionalism comes in. Like, yeah, you're cool. You can do something for free. If one, it's building your skill in a new style. That's cool. You, you, you need the work because for other clients to want, um, to want you to do it for them, you have to prove you can do it yeah. in the first place. So if a free client is going to give you that opportunity to prove yourself, yeah. cool. But not for the sake of exposure. Yeah. Like that's not a currency. That's worth jack shit. Um, and if you know what you're doing, and I say that trying not to, you know, make anyone feel bad, but tough shit. It, you, you, if you know what you're doing, just mm. know, essentially know your worth. Know yeah. what you're worth. But that doesn't have to be money. I think that's an important thing. Like you can say, like, okay, cool. I, I'm happy to do this for you. But then I'd like, please, like, send me, like, I, um, I'll do the this print for your for your shirt brand. Cool. But then send me a couple of shirts. Yeah, I'll do it for free, but then send me mm. send me shirts free of charge, shipping shipping included. Yeah. So you see that you can negotiate at that point unless you really want the work to be able to mm. improve your portfolio. That's another important thing. Like if it's going to boost your portfolio, cool. Use it as a case study. Use yeah. it to prove yourself. Sometimes you have that's the only thing you can do and that's mm. okay as long as you know why you're doing yeah. it and there's an end goal in but mind. it also taps into you knowing yourself so knowing where you are where or which level you aspire to get to exactly, yeah. and then the in-betweens because then you might have to you know work with different people to get to the level you aspire to get exactly. to exactly like if you see a thing like right I have to do work with this person to get access to this other person or yeah. this other brand or to prove myself to that brand okay cool now that free work is actually mm. worth something 
Okay. I'm going to do it now. So what's the impact you want to make as that type of guy, as Zach Styles? <laughs> well, so what's your impact? Well, I have always found value in providing a service, mm. being uh, b- being um, helpful to someone in some way. So um, whether I'm helping them create a brand so they can uh, share their message or I'm helping them uh, with, with a magazine cover or you know, that kind of stuff, yeah. I, I see it as I'm helping them achieve something they couldn't achieve without me. And that's not an ego thing. That's like I have something to add to this. I have value to mm. add. I am doing them a disservice. I'm doing myself a disservice yeah. if I don't provide the value that I have the ability to, to provide. Mm. And then now that becomes a waste. And that doesn't, that doesn't include the cost. So even if the cost is low, you have to provide the best. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Even if it's a small, a small thing, you still provide the value. Like if you're doing something for um, uh, a little shop down the road versus you're doing something for Nike, you're not going diff- like, to yeah. sh- shortchange them on the value. You might short you, you might have a smaller contract or a simpler thing that you're doing for them depending on how you want to structure it but you don't shortchange them on the value you de- you provide it you provide it that you hurts that as you as, a, as the designer that actually hurts you as the it does because yeah. you've wasted an opportunity to learn something yeah, yeah so I, I try to help people where I can um, do what I can provide what I can with what I know and mm. if what I'm doing helps me to be- get better at that I'm all for it okay. Thank you so much, Zach. A pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. It's always great when we catch up and we have a conversation. Yeah, and like I sit down now and I'm like, this is yeah. this is fun. Like it's I should do this. Always more often. amazing. It's always amazing. <laughs> you know, it's with, with Zach. It's, there's a lot we haven't covered. We unpacked with you, so you're welcome anytime when I get something. Hey, Bree, you let me know, and I'll see what I can do. Like, okay. absolutely. Alrighty, thank you. So that wraps it up. Cool, thanks guys. Appreciate it.